0: I am Donna, compulsive overeater. Hi, Donna. <laughs> so um, I uh, found out about this two days ago. So bear with me; it might be a little bit all over the place, um, but I I thought I would give you just a brief um, view of what it was like, and um, kind of you know what we all have a past, and our past are. So there are some things that are similar, some things that are very different, but what I find that OA is the great equalizer in, um, in that, uh, you know, because it, it doesn't matter what, what happened in the past is what you come to, to, to realize. And um, no matter how uh, horrible or you know, whatever it was, it is, there is recovery. Uh, You can recover uh, from your past, from your compulsive overeating. So that's the good news. Um, So I, you know, I had a really uh, pretty good childhood overall, um, except for one major problem, which was um, I was uh, sexually molested by a relative. Um, which you know obviously that 's not something that you would want anyone to have experienced, but it happens and it's happened to a lot of people um, but what <coughs> happened was i I was looking back at it um, this happened in the six five six seven year uh, time frame um, I realized that I be i was emotionally stunted <laughs> i be, i was a six year old I basically never emotionally evolved past that for the most part um, that would be my go to thing whenever anything would happen um, because there there are and, and a lot of us have these you know significant markers or tragedies or really uh tough things uh that have happened to us in the past that can actually um, at least in my case, stunted my emotional development. Um, and um, I started, I, I know I started eating uh, at that time because I, I look back at pictures. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't, don't have pictures, but um, I look back at pictures of myself before that age, like, you know, one to four, and I was actually a pretty skinny little scrawny kid. And um, that changed very quickly after um, after that incident. And, and the other there were, there was another thing that was very much kind of uh, set the stage for my life moving forward. Was my my father was um, uh, very emotionally unavailable. And uh, he also could uh, use corporal punishment, so um, that was another uh, kind of thing that would happen. And I think the la- I know the last time it happened was when I was eleven years old. Um, the last time I got beat with a belt. So I mean that was kind of up until then. I think at that point I was kind of too big, um, but um, so there were a lot of really. Uh, you know things in the past um but then you know other than that things were not bad you know it was it was kind of a, a great i grew up on the east coast uh you know, in the jersey shore and you know it was a great place to grow up in that sense um you know um but i kept eating <laughs> i i would i i i don't even i can not even begin to tell you, but you all know what it was like. Um, Just the crazy things. And and then when I was probably around 12 or 13, that's when the dieting started. So I think my mother took me to like Weight Watchers at one or two points. I went to, uh, she took me to some weight loss doctor. And this is, I'm like, I'm barely a teenager. And I think I was on like some sort of stimulant or appetite suppressant and getting shots and for like you know it was crazy and um, and that continued um, until I walked into um, a how meeting uh, two years ago in San Mateo so I I could tell you I, I, I've spent wasted I don't know how many Thousands and thousands of dollars on diets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, I have tried it. And I always thought, you know, my, my, I, the idea in my mind was if I could just lose this weight, I would fill in the blank, you know, find somebody, you know, to love me or, you know, get a great, better job or whatever. You just fill in the blank. That was kind of the, the thought process. Um, but that never happened. And every time I would, you know, if I got to maybe a goal weight, there was one time I, I did, um, oh, just immediately that day was right back to my old ways and eating my way back up. And um, in the process, <laughs> I ruined my thyroid doing all of that yo-yo dieting for decades. and um, And then, you know i i about six maybe five six years ago i i started to become pretty depressed um i was i couldn't stop eating i you know i was a rageaholic that came from my dad picked that right up that was took that i i was i don't even know how my family lived with me. I really don't. But, um, by the grace of God, they are still with me. Um, but, but along, but before that, I left awake of like <laughs> relationships and people just, you know, kind of going through and, um, making a mess. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, um, I uh, I was in I was in therapy. I was going to see a therapist to kind of you know for the depression, and I was on medication. And I I had said, you know, I, I don't know. I just I just can't stop eating. And she's like, well, why don't you try OA? Um, and uh, I don't know. It was I think it was a God thing because that very next night I found a meeting at the Mills Peninsula Hospital and was there and. I, I haven't looked back, and um, I'm so very grateful. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, step seven, because it's uh, something that I have struggled with my entire life, and that is, um, so, uh, humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Now, we all have shortcomings. I have many, and um, I, when I first started in this program, and I was working the steps, I For a a while, I was like, why are these things, you know, because I went through step seven and went through the process of, you know, hey God, you know, please remove my shortcomings and there was a long list. And I don't know why I thought this that they would all be suddenly gone, but they weren't and they still are not, but they are much better and they are getting better every day. Um, as long as I am abstinent and working this program and using the tools of this program. Um, the spiritual principle of step seven is humility, something that I severely lacked and sometimes still do lack. So, um, you know, uh, but I, I, really, uh, I really count on my fellows and my sponsor, my, my fellows in this program to, you know, call me on the carpet if if I'm falling back into my old uh, patterns. uh, That is something that I'm very grateful for. Um, But I wanted to read um, the definition of humility. Um, The quality or condition of being humble, modest opinion, uh, or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. And... um, I think, as it says in um, our twelve and twelve, the OA twelve and twelve, a lot of us confuse humility for humiliation, and believe me, I'm sure. I I know myself. I've had lots of humiliating experiences in my life, and um, and I didn't uh, understand the difference either between humility and humiliation. Um, but I wanted to read some of the things that I highlighted here in uh, the 12 and 12, both actually 12 and 12. So in OA, we learned uh, that low self-esteem was not at all the same as humility. In fact, a poor self-image keeps us in bondage to self and thus makes it impossible for us to find true humility. And I love this um, because it's so true. Like. You are, you you think that you're free. Like I thought I was free before program, and the it's just so amazing how I look back and I was. It's like I was in chains. Like I, my own, you know, ego, and uh, you know, really, just selfishness was what kept me in chains and um, humility is something that i'm learning to practice every day in this program by the grace of god Um, as we began to recover in oa we could see how compulsive eating had caused us to be obsessed with ourselves and our status humiliated by our inability to control our intake of food and by the devastating consequences of compulsive eating we fought for self-esteem with all our might as our disease progressed and our compulsive eating worsened, our self-esteem fell progressively lower, and we fought even harder to bolster it by gaining whatever mastery we could over our fellow beings. I don't know about you, but I love to control everyone and everything around me, and I would get extremely pissed off and like come in, go into a rage when I could not, and it was the people closest to me were the ones that were affected the most um in our self-absorption we became status seekers in when one way or another primarily concerned with getting our own way and the recognition we craved we tried openly or secretly to place ourselves above other people hoping to dis disprove our own feelings of inadequacy I, it's like Okay, when you really start to read this stuff, it is, it's it's just eye-opening. It really speaks to what I experienced. And um, so in a way, we have discovered that humility is simply an awareness of who we really are today and the willingness to become all that we can be. Genuine humility brings an end to the feelings of inadequacy the self-absorption and the status-seeking and that is um why i humility is something that i really try to practice because it does it is the um the antibody for the feelings of inadequacy the low self-esteem the self-absorption the selfishness and the status-seeking um and uh that is that's where, when, you, when, when we read the promises and, we, and it says, you know, a, a, a life of uh, happy, joyous, and free, that's, you know, one of, the, one of the places where, one of the big things for me, th- this came from, um, or has changed. And um, I also, there were a couple things in the, in the AA 12 and 12 that I loved. Um, so the chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear. I don't know about you, but I got a lot of that. I had a lot of that. I, I, I am so thankful today to this program that I don't walk around in fear of like literally, I was, had a fear of death like you could not believe. Um, and I, I did crazy things, like crazy things. Um, primarily, fear that we would lose something we already possessed, or would fail to get something we demanded. Um, so, for me, like so much of that is around gratitude, because I w- I found like I wasn't really grateful for what I had. I was just like, yeah, just more, 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 more food more shit, you know, like give me more, more what anything, more clothes, more shoes, more whatever it was. It was all self-centered. And again, it kept me in chains. It was just the craziest thing. Um, The seventh step, the seventh step is where we make the change in our attitude, which permits us with humility as our guide. To move out from ourselves toward others and toward God, so um, and higher power for for those who so choose. But um, and that is that's kind of the three-legged stool that we talk about in OA. Um, the 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 reason this program works is because. Okay, there are no other diets that I've ever been on that had a spiritual component. There was one that had an emotional component. But they were trying to actually use drugs, like not drugs, but like supplements and things like that to deal with that. Didn't work. Anyway, um, what works is the 12 steps of OA and working those steps. And, you um, you know, obviously being abstinent finding that abstinence and fighting to keep that abstinence every day, one day at a time, because, um, you know, that's where all of this stems from. Um, And I do believe that abstinence is possible under any circumstances one day at a time. Um, You have to, like, I'm learning to be present in my own life right here, right now. Because I either lived in the past and regretted or you know was angry about the past or whatever before program, or I was looking toward the future and like either worried about what was going to happen in the future or hoping that things would be different in the future or you know it, it just I was never present, and that is um, that was a huge uh a huge problem because I could never like be with myself and like be you know take care of myself and and actually then start to um, be useful to other people uh, I think a big part of what helps me stay um, close and connected to program is being of service at meetings at the you know it doesn't you know, coming to meetings, yes, is a service. I know we say that all the time, but if you um if there's any way you can getting involved at a meeting level and doing some level of service, setting up chairs, being a secretary, whatever, cleaning up after, um and, and, and making a commitment to that, that helps you. It helped me at least. I can't say about you, but it helped me to to stay in this program to stick through the hard stuff because you know working the steps isn't what I would say easy but it is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life because I've been able to clear out the wreckage of the past and look at it you know without resentment or anger or you know anything <clears throat> like that and I don't have to try to manufacture a future like I can just be here today and and be happy and and have a joy even when stuff is you know having a bad day we all have bad days you know nobody said life was gonna be a bowl of cherries all the time it doesn't work that way it life has ups and downs and I I have, through this program, I have learned how to deal with those ups and downs. I'm the same, I'm I'm still me, but I, I don't know, I'm just like, happily baffled by the fact that I deal with things differently. I When things come my way, I am not losing my shit and screaming or whatever, or trying to manipulate people like, you know, oh, this person said that, or, you know, all the things that I, you know, would practice on a daily basis before trying to jockey for whatever, a better position or you know, some status or whatever it was, and, you know, that was, I realized, that was freaking exhausting and it really got me nowhere but to you know progressively worse and you know 250 pounds and totally depressed and given up like what what what's that that's not a life this is a life for me and I am so grateful for it and thank you all for being here and um and for